What's up, guys? Welcome back to No Easy Buckets. Uh, this is your host, Jacob. Hunter is joining me. We're here for a uh, kind of third of the season Grizz recap uh, after, uh, you know, having the Grizz season preview. We've given it some time. We've we've let a hot 12-5 and five start, number one in the West, flesh out to a four and ten second half second part uh to be uh what is it 16 and 15 at this point uh 31 games in so i'll uh i'll i'll welcome hunter hunter mitchell snitch to the show <laughs> well what up uh i don't want to say some what ups more times but i'm i'm just kind of depressed uh, i really um Actually, you know, we if we did this two weeks ago, my tone would be a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, losing our last four, 15 to 15, we are what we are. Um, you know, Clay's not here to be to be the realist until us. He knew that uh, we were probably a little too optimistic on our grid preview. But when we started out so high, uh, and we get to the first in the West, and you see what the Clippers did when they got the first in the West. You see what we did when we got the first in the West. Uh, we're three and seven in our last ten. I think uh, maybe even worse than that. It's uh, is it panic button time? Uh, Clay was texting me today. Is it is it tank mode time already? What is what is thirty five and you know what is thirty three do? What thirty three wins do for you now? Um, right. uh, scary. I'm scared. <laughs> no, you're right though. I mean, after that twelve and four uh, or twelve and five start, it was like all the optimism was like, you feel like you were being proven right. It's like part of me was like, okay, we're not this good. We're not 12 and five good, but things do look good. Like Jaron is showing that he's probably like the second best rookie in the class, you know, looking like a value at four, you know, Mike and Mark are looking like, all right, all-star caliber this year back, you know, it's worth it. We're the role players are playing and it's like everything's working out. JB, love the guy at that point, even though I wasn't a fan early on. And then it's like, okay, back to the back to the real world Grizz now. And it, I mean, it, it's like like I heard Chris Vernon said today on his on his show. It's like we weren't twelve and five good, but we're not four and ten bad either. Like we're somewhere in the middle there. Like I like that. Yeah, we're not. We're not like bottom feeder in the West, but we're not first place in the West either. But then there's a lot of room in between there. So oh. like you said, 33 wins, what does that do? It, it, it gets you a bad draft pick and, and no playoffs. It's right in the middle of the, you know, and that's, that's what's no draft pick. The, that's what, that's what I mean. That's what sucks about the league is like, you want to buy in and you want to win, but, if you're not good enough to make the playoffs or make a decent uh, push for eight, especially in the West where there's just chaos, yeah. but um, is it worth, you know, maybe you only have one last push with the Conleys and the Souls of the world. So you got to make a run, but um, yeah, let me just, br- let me break down just kind of how the season un- unfolded. Obviously we opened up an opening night away and just gets just smashed. Marcus <laughs> holds our leading score with 13. And we're just like, oh, my God, this is the tank season all over again. And we come back home, hot energy, win, beat a good jazz team on the road, um, you know, win three out of our next four. And then we lose to a, a Sun team who's bad. And that's what gets me about the Grizz is they play up or down to their opponent. 
Um, so then you play the Warriors, you lose another one. You go and beat Denver and Philly back to back, and you do those things. Uh, you know, and then you beat a Bucks team, and you get on another four game win streak, and then you lose three in a row. I, it just they're the most bo- bipolar team in the NBA, and it's so frustrating when you're emotional like that. You you got close losses to the Raptors. You got double overtime wins against the Nets. I mean, you beat New Orleans on the road when they're a high scoring team. Braun comes to town and absolutely whips your ass. And then now you've lost what, six out of your last seven, and things could be spiraling out spiraling out of control with two more away games on the West Coast left before you get into a Cleveland, Boston, Rockets, Detroit, uh, and then a hot Nets again. I mean, we could be under 500 very, very quickly and yeah. be looking around and saying, what happened? We were had so much momentum early in the season. Right. And, you know, I mean, and I had a couple of friends mention, you know, oh, well, the schedule's been harder this you know, last 14, 15 games. And I mean, the, I would say you don't have any Phoenix Suns or New York Knicks mixed into those games, but you know, we lost to the Knicks. We, we lost to the Suns. So the way the NBA is looking right now, even there's two or three, there's in the East, there's uh, basically Chicago and Atlanta and Cleveland that are just bottom feeders. And now the Knicks don't have a good record, but they play, differently than those other three teams like they play hard every night then you have basically phoenix is the only team in the west that's completely out of it so there's not a lot of gimme games out there at this point no Uh, we we, we have lost two of them but but it's like we're at this point where everybody you have to play consistent night in and night out and we've never been that team like we know we can't there's no like room to play here like if we want to make the playoffs You've got to establish something right now. Like you can't just figure stuff out, you know, by the all-star break. Like we're going to be like too many teams are into it. So nobody's going to be making those crazy trades or giving up stars or, you know, giving up role players at this point. I mean, you saw the Wizards trade for Ariza and it's like they're, they're like four, five, eight games below 500, but they're making a move for the play. Like they're not making a tank move. So you're going to have to do it with the guys you got pretty much. Right. And, and that's a good, that's a kind of a good segue is, yeah. you know, we can tell we're going to get into some personnel now, but yeah, I wanted this, that one key stat I talked about, I've talked to Ate about it. I've talked to Clay about it is our points per game and our point opponents points per game. We are only averaging one Oh one. Point nine. So let's say 102. We're averaging 102. That's absolutely absurd. That is so low. Like I, I, Second to last in the league. 24 and they're 103. Second to last in the league. Bulls have seven wins with 101. And I get it. We can be the second best defense in the league points per game. But if you cannot score the basketball from the perimeter and put Triple J in position to score late in games, take the pressure off Mike. Get a guy like Dylan Brooks back. Get a guy like General Parsons back. God rest his soul. And just hit some outside jumpers because Wayne's not doing it. Shelton's not doing it. Marshawn's not doing it. Um, nope. You know, some of these expectations this year, you know, I didn't know what Slow Mo was going to do. I've been a big fan, even though Clay still hates him because he mocked Vince Carter. 
I think he's been a crazy good defender, on-ball defender. He's filled up the stat line in every way possible. He's been great. Great addition. Garrett Temple's been a little inconsistent. Shelvin Mack has disappointed me of late. Uh, Jamichael Green coming back. Played really well those first four games back from his injury. And has been absolutely trash the last couple of games, like Verna said. And JB yeah. and his freaking lineups, man. Like it's 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 like we had Fizdale again, and it's, is it is it somebody else pulling the strings that we don't know about? Is something going on? Uh, the, the the lineups are absurd. The second quarter lineups when we have fifteen different starting lineups after twenty games, like. Uh, through the, I'm sorry, starting the second quarter, absolutely absurd. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is, is JB one of those coaches that just favors vets so much? Like, I mean, I know we were kind of wondering, like, you know, why they didn't bring up Javon earlier in the season. You know, was he – you know, he did have a little bit of an injury, but that was after several – you know, probably a month of the playing time. You know, were they bringing – I mean, I guess Shelvin was hot early. Maybe that was the reason. But, you know, you were having trouble. Like, we couldn't even get Jaron on the court in the, you know, in the last half of the fourth quarter. You know, he had he was in foul trouble because he's a young kid. But he's only fouled out twice this year. Like, twice. 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 Like, he may have had a, several games with four and five fouls. But you've got to let him make those – I mean, my opinion is he's your – probably at this point, your second best player on your team. Most talented, second best. I mean, I'm putting him above Mark right now just because of his of his scoring. T- I feel just feel like he's a different level than Mark. Like Mark's more balanced across the board, but I'm going to put him as your second best player. And so you've got to think like the, that goes in with the lineups, and you've it just hasn't seemed to be. I mean, you've got games out there like a like a week ago where Marshawn Brooks was four of four in the second quarter or maybe I think it was the second quarter, he went four for four from the field, had like 12 points, got to the free throw line or something, and didn't play the rest of the game. He played like an eight-minute stretch in like the second quarter and didn't play any before or after that. Like, what are you doing? Like, and yeah, Selden, and then- I, mean, I like Selden. I've always been a Selden guy. He just seems like he doesn't get – like, he'll, he'll get Me some too. run – and then he, he never gets consistent PT. Like the dude's a two guard that can shoot, that plays with energy. Uh, let it, let the dude that play. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, I feel like you got to let him make, I think like you got to let him get comfortable with some guys out there. Like don't make him feel like every time he's playing, it's like to get, to stay off the bench. And he's, he's, shooting, this, he's only shooting 29% from the three point line this year. Like, doesn't look great. And and everything else is one, one, and one. I mean, averaging five points a game, like, he's well below his career averages. Like, with Wayne Silton, that's why we were going to deal him. He's, he hasn't been playing well. Neither has – That's true. Neither has uh, Marshawn. Joe Kim Noah has been great when he can get in the game. I, I really love that. But, dude, we our, that's always been our problem. Our two-guard cannot score. Like, we – we need we needed a Kelly Oubre. I mean, oh man, I'm not I'm not gonna say we needed Austin Rivers because I'm not a fan of Austin Rivers. No. But every Roser was a good fan of that rumor. Uh, dude, bring Yuta up. Yuta's been scoring his ass off in the G League. 
I watched, yeah, I watched the hustle game yesterday in the Vegas showcase. It was on NBA TV and, you know, we blitzed the Raptors squad, the G League squad. And I mean, Yuta was a big part of that. I mean, like, I get like, might as well just cover the trade real quick. I mean, we had the, the one of the most humorous trade nights in NBA history last Friday night when nobody knew which Brooks was getting traded, Dylan or Marshawn. Then the Wizards were the person who like, they didn't tell the Suns what was going on, but then the Suns blamed, and then the Wizards blamed us. Like, who knows what's going on? We're chasing each other's tails here. We were going to get Kelly Oubre, which I was a fan of. You were a fan of. Everybody was pretty much a fan of. We didn't want to give up Dylan, but. I mean, you're splitting hairs there. I mean, that's the kind of player you need to come in, though. We were – you need something like that, uh, some perimeter talent. I mean, Ubre hasn't been that great of a shooter either this year, but he's he's been a good bench player for the Wizards. He just didn't fit. They just got personality problems, attitude problems up there. I think he would have played fine. It's just – that was basically, though, probably the only move you had available was some type of three-team trade where – you're giving up – like, you're getting a guy that they're giving up on. And I just don't know if there's another one out there like that. So, you're – it looks kind of bleak with the guys we got right now, honestly. Yeah, you know, that here's – the, here's the deal with the Twitter age of the NBA is it, it – everybody wants to get that content out as quickly as possible, which creates some inaccuracy in the reporting and – you know, it made it, the perception made it look. Was it the Grizz' fault that they didn't know? And then Mike Wallace, or, you know, Chris Wallace comes out and says, "You know, no, that was absolutely not our fault. We we had our stance on we're not giving up Dylan Brooks and Marshawn, blah blah blah." And I'm at the Heat game, sitting in the Plaza level, getting a text as we're down, and we should have won this game. We're 16 and 11 at this point, Friday night. They're 11 and 17. I mean, I'm sorry, 11 and 16. And we hang in there and hang in there all night, and we do not pull that out. And you've seen what happened since then. That that, that was a tipping point. I mean, we've, we've, we've lost our last four, three and seven our last ten, and nine and six at home. The grindhouse used to be our place. Nine and six. Yeah. Um, that, that We should only have lost, how was that, two of those? One against the Jazz and one against the Heat that I saw a loss, which we held our opponent under under a hundred points. We should win those ball games. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, and that was like last night against the Blazers. It's like if you hold that team to ninety nine points, you got to get that win. You win. You that's win. a win. Yeah, it just you're not. Uh, I don't. Know. I mean, we talk. It's just you're not. Mark seems like he's hurt or something, or he's just disengaged. I mean, oh, we, I feel like I feel like we've talked about that like every year for the past five years, you know, about his attitude. But he does seem banged up. I mean, let the guy sit. I mean, I, that's what at I this said. Point, he doesn't yeah. fight against the Warriors. Sit him against the Warriors when Mike's yeah. out. Why not? And then on top of that, I read the commercial pill article, and he said uh, he heard it in the Raptors game. It was a sprain that's been lingering ever since. At that point, when the article came out, we were three and three since his injury. And his stats had decreased by fifty percent. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. He's stubborn as a mule. I mean, like, well, I think it's JB too. Like, at that point, I don't know if a player like Mark's not the player that's going to take himself out. And maybe it's stubbornness. Maybe it's just like, 
I don't want to be the guy that asks coach for time off. And the coach is like, I don't want to be the guy that tells Mark he's going to sit because I don't want to piss him off. Uh, I mean, I fear, I feel like that's probably something that's, that's going on there. But I mean, the way I like to look at it, like we got the four game road trip, the Kings, they're playing great. They're a bad matchup for us. They play hard against us. Jaegers wants to beat our ass. Yeah, so of course. We're probably going to lose that game. I was I was thinking about getting tickets for Friday night, but I was like, I'm not making a second drive on. I was like, but I'm not making a second you drive. You did it last time and we lost. Right. So I don't want to make a second drive to Sacramento to see us get beat there and hear cowbells in a weird environment. Like I don't know why they ring those, but they do. Uh, and then we got the Lakers in LA after one night off. I say you sit him one or both of those games, and then you go into Cleveland and Boston at home next week. Both games have two nights off in between them. So two winnable games. Verno went over our, uh, our record at, with two nights of rest in between. We're like 9-0 and or 8-0 and when we have two nights off before a game. So both of those games next week, yeah, both of those games next week at home with two days in between. Those are two winnable games. Even though the Celtics are a really talented team, I think you can beat them on the road if you come out with a game, good game plan. So I'd rather have a full squad rested for those two than let Mark go out there and run up and down the court for 25 minutes against the Lakers and get pulled in the third quarter when it's out of reach. So I, I, I don't know. I think he needs to – he's got little, little nick injuries like that that you've got to give him some time. Yeah, well, well, here's the deal. We're, we're in in closing. I'll kind of talk about what what we need to do going forward. But yeah, it it really dictates our schedule. It, you know, remaining healthy. Looks like we're going to get Dylan back within the week. Hopefully, on this road trip. If not, I could see him playing uh, against Cleveland. Uh, so, and let's get Chandler back. He's been posting on Instagram that he's close. Like. We could use a score. Like, I know we're not going to give any par- Parsons any time today, uh, uh, even though it's a pro Parsons pod. It is pro. It is I'm pro. hurt. I have not worn my Parsons jersey since opening night because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Please come back and hit some threes and I'll forgive you. Anyway, so, dude, our next our next 10 are brutal at Sacramento, at Lakers. Cleveland at home, you're winning that the day after Christmas uh, every time. Then you go Boston, Rockets, Detroit, Brooklyn, San Antonio, New Orleans, San Antonio, Miami, Rockets, Bucks, Celtics, Raptors, New Orleans. All those I just said have above 500 records, except Brooklyn. I'm sorry, but they're playing yeah, but they're better. They're like seven in a row or something like that. Dude, they're like playing. They're they playing might, really actually, good. They might be above 500 now, but I'm what I'm saying is yeah. what you got to do is just stay above 500. They're they're three games below it right now. They're getting close. They won seven in a row, though. You're right. Yeah. But if, so you're, if you're the Grizz, you got to stay stay above water and stay in the hunt because that's it. Yeah, it's a marathon that, because the West is too jumbled. The West is too jumbled. Just you cannot lose four more in a row. Like you got to win. You got to put winning streaks together. Runs are in the game and runs are in the season. Uh, if you lose four in a row. Rattle off three more in a row. Like, if we go three and seven in our next ten again, uh, go ahead and take. Right, because we get our we don't get our first round pick unless it's in the top eight in the lottery. 
So it's going to be tough to be that bad unless we get some luck in the lottery. But, you know, and then I don't even want – I'm not even that worried about it, honestly. The, the Jaron pick was so good that I'm just like, give it up to Boston this year. Get that pick just out of here. Just get it over with so we can move on. But you're right. If we go three and seven over the next ten again, there's – what do you – like, are you – you're you got two 30-plus-year-old players that – risk either you know being injured or being disengaged so you you're teetering on the edge here and i think you've got to go with the mentality of picking and choosing that's the nba today you see players like Kawhi leonard you see players like uh even uh uh, players for boston gordon hayward things like that players that have been injured before they'll strategically take nights off by the organization mandates it basically to keep them fresh so that they're definitely playing in the games that are winnable or more winnable. So, you know, team games like the Cavs and the Celtics at home, games like the Piston and the, and the Nets at home, like maybe you're sitting them at on the road at the Lakers. Maybe you're sitting Mark or Mike, maybe you're sitting them on the road at Houston because they're playing good, like on the road at Milwaukee, stuff like that. Like you've got to start coaching smart and managing smart instead of just saying, this is, you know, 2011 and we're trying to go to the conference finals with Zebo and Mark and we're playing every night. We're grit and grind. We got Tony out. Like, it's not who it is anymore. That's not the way it's played. You can't sustain it. You're going to, you're going to break shit. apart. Yeah. Look at this stat. In December through 10 games, we're only averaging 95.6 points. Holy crap. You cannot win in the NBA like that. Like, we were 10 points better in November. Like, how do you get that bad on offense? How do you get worse? You know, this team was supposed to be, we're getting better as time goes on. We're meshing well together. We, 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 this team had second to last minutes together last year. So this was like the newest team in the league. It just takes time. We're going to get better as the season goes on. I heard Verno talk about it a little bit. Uh, at 12 and 5, he was like, dude, we're only going to get better. And all of a sudden, we're hitting that first lull. We're hitting that first little dip. How do we respond? How do, how do the, the Marcus Alls, the Joe Kim Noahs, the Mike Conleys, you know, even the Chandler Parsons and John Michael Green stand up and say, let's go. Let's get it back. Beat a Sacramento team. Beat Jaeger. Get some momentum. LeBron dusted your ass. Let's give him, you know, give him, give him a little show in the, in, you know, in the Staples Center and, like Steve Kerr said, I don't know if you saw, he's like, I enjoy playing the Grizzlies because they make you think on the basketball court. They make you run the offensive sets. They make you work your way through the game instead of it being a 135 to 129 game where it's a, a pickup game. You know, you're just going up and down. Yeah. And he was like, I, I enjoy playing them because it makes us think and work a little bit harder. But in that regard, we, we still got to score too. Like, we might yeah. hold them. But, but we still got to score, and and I still, I mean, even Mark missing jump shots late down the stretch in Miami, like Wayne and Marshawn, we talked about it. Like, I, can, I, I, I mean, I felt sound like a broken record, but it's the same shit every year. Um, it trickles down from the top. Wallace, I still don't know. If he makes a splash, maybe. Dylan Brooks come back. Let's see what happens. Get JJ, Triple J involved a little bit more. Uh, Noah, I don't know. I mean, don't don't give up yet. 
don't give up yet. That's all I'm saying. Uh, stay above 500 uh, at least through like January 15th, and and let's see what happens. I think your goal has to be like somewhere in like the low uh, low to mid 40s for wins. Like I think that's where you've got to shoot for. And I oh, think oh, it has to be over 40. Has to be. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. I'm thinking for like 43 to 46 wins somewhere in there. And I think you're in the playoffs. I feel pretty confident. That I you're think in the if playoffs. you don't, if you don't win 44 games, I think 44 games has to be that mark. If you if you went over, you have a very high percentage of getting the playoffs. If you don't, uh, best of luck to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, let's hope that. I mean, like you said, get Triple J involved. I'd like to see that kind of you know transformation as this you know last two thirds of the season. I'd like to see you utilize him and see because, like, I, like I heard somebody say today, is that with players like Jaron and Javon, and we're just now getting a taste of Javon. And I wasn't a fan of the draft pick, but right now we do need him. His energy, defense, and just you know, he's he's a decent offensive. He's a better offensive player than Shelvin Mack. So we need the player. You you know that those two players have a higher ceiling than the players than the you know the vets playing beside them. You know, then Shelvin, then Jamichael, then, you know, Noah and players like that. So let those players make some mistakes. Let them get their minutes in in the next few weeks and let them reach that ceiling possibly. Because those two players having success over the next few months is the way we're going to get to 44 wins. Javon, Jaron showing up to play, you know, spelling Mike and Mark, spelling Temple, players like that. Like, I think that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for is Javon and Jaron to kind of get going here when people are in a lull, get, you know, get that in, rookie energy and, and start and start doing some things. Well, that's what we got them for. Yeah. And but but can can Sheldon score? Uh, Jaron shot a little bit too much from the outside for my liking uh, after he hits a few big ones, but. Keep I mean, kids can score. Kids can score one on one with the post with anybody. So, if, yeah. if my my thing is, if you're right next to the basket, and you can you can score on anybody in the league. Uh, why not stay down there and try it? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, good point. I mean, I think I think he keeps them honest. And you're right. Everybody falls in love with the three. I mean, going back to when you're playing in junior high and high school, if you start making threes, you, that's all you want to shoot because they're cool. But like, I think he's – you've seen the, the, the aspects of his game that he's that – he's, you know, how talented that he is. I think you just got to start working on running your offense through him more often than not when he's on the court. Like, don't just let him rim run and get in the post early on a possession. Even in a half-court set, run something for him. Even if it's in the post, like, run something for him in the post. Yeah, I think you've got to – you just got to use him a little bit better, in my opinion. Holy crap. Shelvin Mack leads our team in three-point percentage with 40%. I think you may be uh, – is are you sure? Um, yes. I'm, I'm on the Grizzlies website right now. Absolutely absurd. But, uh, see, here's the thing. Jaron only averages tw- 13 a game. He needs to be like a 17, 18 type of guy, like. Mark's only 16. Mike's at 20. Like, it needs to be Mike, Jared, maybe Mark after that. Like, maybe even a Kyle Anderson, in my opinion. Yeah. He's a 
he has his he has his moments, but he's kind of a he's not going to create his own shot. He he I don't know. He's a he's a good rebounder and good second chance scorer. It's just some of the lineups See, he's we, out there in. It's just it's not conducive for him to like be great offensively. You know, I I gotta defend Mark a little bit right now because everybody wants to talk so bad about Mark, but I'm looking at every single one of these stat lines. Blocks per game, he's second on the team, one point four. Steals per game, he leads the team, one and a half. Assists per game, second on the team, four point one. Second in, in three point percentage uh, on the team. I mean, he's first in rebounds per game at eight point six, and he's second in scoring, like. He means so much to the Memphis Grizzlies. He cannot take himself out, and I think JB sees this. I mean, any man can look at this exact stat line and see, like, if you take Mark Gasol out of the game, what do you have? Um, but if he's if he's if he gets hurt and, though, I mean, if he, I don't know. I mean, if he's if he's got an issue, I understand. Not, maybe not just rest in general. But, like, if he's got a nagging injury, like, if you look over the last, like, week or two in our losing streak, his numbers have dipped a tad, and you've just noticed the body language is different. So that's all I'm advocating for is maybe – No, like, I, I, I get that. I get that. And I'm yeah. fine with going with – go with Rab, Noah, Triple J. Um, and Jamichael. and Caspi and just – and try to do it. I mean, you know, like – Get it done that way by committee and bring you to up there if you need to. Like, dude's got some serious skill. I wish we played him more because yeah. that dude can ball. Um, I think he's a good he's a good piece to have. Like, hopefully, he, hopefully we utilize it a little bit better because I think the kid's got potential. Yeah, but as you as you're looking at, I like a lot of people on our roster. I mean, and it. You you got There's only so many minutes in a game at this point. I think you cut out there for a second. Maybe want to go ahead and rehash that comment. No, I'm just. uh, It's how do we share the minutes? You know, is is yeah. That's kind of what. There's so many guys that could play so many different times, but you've got to spread the minutes out enough to get in the flow of the game, be efficient. um, useful minutes, you know. Well, I think I think, and in this, will, you know, we'll kind of get off this after this point because you know we can go back and forth all day on it, but or we can oh, just God. you know yeah. we can chat about it all day. <laughs> I think you're right. The minutes have to be spread, have to be allocated correctly, and there is a lot of guys that want to play. But right now, what it seems like, and I think you probably agree with this, is that you know there's 48. Like the way the minutes are going, it's just. They're being like the lineups that the minutes like. Okay, I want to word this differently. The players that are maybe getting appropriate minutes, but the lineups aren't being structured correctly with those minutes. Like, like if you want, if you want, if you like, maybe Rab, maybe he needs eight minutes a game, nine minutes a game, something like that for his skill set, for his like for what he can do out there. You know, being a third or fourth, fifth big. But make sure that those eight minutes are with a in the right lineup, or make sure Javon or Shelvin's meant like you're just playing Shelvin twenty five minutes a game, and a lot of times it just seems like you're leaving him out there when you don't have like you just just you you, you don't want to think about who else you could do it using that spot. Like maybe I don't know, I don't know. Maybe, like, I agree, yeah. I agree, I agree, I agree. Yeah. You're leaving him out there because you think he's the best choice instead of trying to 
Um, you're, you're leaving you're him out there. Change you the other four. Yeah. You're leaving him out there because you want to rest Mike. And it's like, I feel like when he has Shelvin in the game for long stretches, he's not thinking about Shelvin being in the game. He's thinking about, okay, how many minutes have I given Mike off the court? And it's like, maybe just let, let slow-mo handle the ball. Let somebody like now that you have Javon up there, let him run the, run it for a little bit. I don't know. I just think he's got to, you know, mix it up a little bit. JB's got to, you know, he's got to be better. Everybody's got to be a little bit better. I heard JB say the other day, I'm going to end on this. He was like, we're really close to being a good, consistent basketball team. And, and like I said, we just scored 95 points and we're averaging 95 points in December. Uh, It's not really good. So, let me say this, we're, we're uh, what, 31 games into the season. When we're 60, 62 games into the season, let's just say 60, I hope we're one game above 500 where we are now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, No, it's a good point because the schedule doesn't really let up. So that'd so be a good if spot we're there at in. that point, we make a push for that on that last 20 games and uh, – Kind of see what happens in the West. I mean, that's all you can ask for. You're gonna be a you're gonna be an eight through six if you make it. Mm-hmm. If you if 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 yeah if. big if yeah. So yeah, but that that's all I got, man. Um, you know, see what happens, and uh, I still love my Grizz either way. They can piss me off to no end, and still I can walk go. home furious. But I'm still gonna walk back, and I love them, and. Yep. I'm I'm still optimistic. Not dead yet, hurting badly. Thanks for yeah. having me. Let's uh let's do it again soon. Yep. Let's hope that hopefully the next podcast where uh we're still on a you know Chandler Parsons three point barrage high and we're just we're <laughs> ecstatic. Um can't wait for our guy to be back. This is a Chandler Parsons a pro Chandler Parsons podcast. We wish him the best, uh and Dylan as well. We need that energy back. So We'll uh, we'll definitely get back on the mic. Maybe Clay will join us. Who knows? I mean, we'll see. We'll see what poor happens. Guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, like you said, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Uh, I need a place to vent sometimes, and that's uh, what it is. Hey, yeah. As Wobs as Wob says, hashtag uh, one one for one or one for one one. I don't know. One time <laughs> for one one is yeah, all star. For- Please, can we get Mike in the in the All Star game? I think he has a chance to like maybe get in as like an injured reserve player or whatever. Last year, those several the players coaches, in, so. do the coaches have a pick? Uh, because that would be a good coach's pick if they were I'm pretty the sure. Rules did that. I'm pretty sure the coaches decide most of the. Uh, oh no, no, they do that draft, right? They do now. They do that draft where. Oh actually, yeah, honestly, good point. Honestly, re- real quick. I actually think that now that they do that draft, there's a good chance that Mike, if he's in that pool, he will be in the pool of players to choose from, from the voted-in starters. I think there's a chance that the players in the league choose him because uh, – Because they, they yeah. feel like he deserves it. Yeah, because, I mean, they, those guys respect they, – they respect Mike. And, and players like that that are, you know, perennial all-stars, they know when there's a player that doesn't get the respect that he deserves or maybe that – you know, plays in Memphis, can't get in the All-Star game just because of the market. So I think there's a solid chance that he gets in maybe on the first go-around go or maybe as like a fill-in for somebody that got hurt 
I mean, Goran Dragic made the All-Star game last year. Like, come on, guys. Put Mike in the game. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. All right, man. We'll see. Hopefully, we're talking about that next time. I'll, have, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll buy an All-Star jersey for sure. Oh, that's definitely happening. All right, man. Well, uh, we'll talk soon. Good event. Yeah, about hey, um, I'll give you some live updates, and uh, we'll yeah. continue to uh, cheer them on. But until next time, what up? Yep. No easy buckets. Peace, guys. Once upon a thrill from a kiss to a swill, we were swallowing the nights like we had nine lives. Getting gone so long, 17 so gone. Getting gone so long, 17 so we were borderline kids with the book of disorders, medicating every day to keep the straightness in order. Getting on so long, 17